This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Welcome to Basketball Gold. If you're just tuning in for this one, it's Fratello and Phelps. We just talked about a little background that led to Mike taking the Atlanta Hawks to Russia, the Soviet Union at the time in the summer of 1988 to play some exhibition games against the Soviet Union. What kind of a sales job did you have to do on your players, Mike? What did the organization need a sales job? How did that come about? after kind of setting the tone with the goodwill games that we talked about just a little bit ago? Well, to be honest, the players wanted no part of it. It was their summer. It was time off. Uh, the time you get away from basketball to do the things you want to do with your family. But he was our owner asking them. We had a big meeting with everyone, the players, uh, with Mr. Turner and one of his right-hand men, um, Bob, I'm just forgetting his last name right now, but he was kind of one of the guys Ted would always turn to. And Bob Wessler, I believe, was his name. And he explained to us what a phenomenal trip this is going to be. You're going to be on the Black Sea. You're going to be resort in a, in a resort, casinos, gambling, uh, fun time, nightclubs, restaurants, to go along with the three games that you're going to play in three different cities okay, around the country. Sign me up. Yeah, you know, so then it was still a little bit of resistance. So whoever came up with the idea of how about this? How about we get the first bunch of you, first five or six that want to go over. You come over and play either the first and first and second game, or then the next group will come over and you guys go. And we'll play the second and third or just the last game, whatever is remaining. Last game was going to be in the biggest city, Moscow, was going to be in the huge arena that they had with over 20,000 people. So first two games were in much smaller cities. So we go over and our first, maybe first hint that maybe it wasn't going to be exactly like we thought it was going to be was yeah. our plane landed out on a runway field, we were probably a half a mile away from the building that we were told was the terminal that we had to get to Uh because that's where the buses would be. So everybody takes what they have in their hand, gets off the plane, and we start walking. Well, the only problem is our bags were still out at the plane meaning the big bags that we had taken for the whole trip. Well, there were no guys to bring the bags to us, okay? It didn't work like that. So we find a truck sitting alongside the building. We asked who had the keys, and we asked, could we borrow it to go pick up the bags? Uh We drive back out, three of us back out to the plane, and we load all the bags onto the truck to bring to the buses that we had. 
load everything up, tell everybody, let's get on it, and let's take off and go to the luxury hotel that we're heading to for this resort area. Well, on the way, Jeff, we encountered about five or six cows that were walking across the street, and they just decided that they didn't want to complete the journey, so they just (laughs) laid down in the middle of the street, and we were stuck. And we sat on the bus until they could get the cows up and could get them to move. We proceed on, and we didn't quite get to the luxury hotel, but we got to cement old used dormitories that they weren't using anymore for the national teams in the Soviet Union getting ready for things like the World Championships, Olympic Games, that type of thing. These set of buildings had been outdated, not used anymore. That's where we stayed with no screens on the windows. It was about 90 degrees outside at night. The mosquitoes, Jeff, were bigger than you, and they <laughs> loved biting me in particular. Oh, nice, nice. Else. oh, you're a nice guy. What a first night. The electricity blew out in night number one in the uh. building, and we all gathered on the top floor with candles to sit up for about two or three hours until they could restore the lighting. That was the beginning of the trip. So you had some guys with you, other guys came over. Was the basketball tolerable? Were the were the Soviet Union players, you know, were they receptive of what was going on? First, we understood that that was the national team. That was the Soviet Union national team, the one that competes in the Olympics trying to win the gold medal, and their national team had never lost a game in their country. No one had ever beaten Mm -hmm. them coming into the Soviet Union. So we come in, and the first group of guys that we had, Jeff, we were a little bit short on numbers of people. So we had one of my players had his brother come with us. Another player had his roommate come with us. And Then there was a friend that hung around with those guys that came with us. We had to put them in uniforms so we had enough guys to either (laughs) practice four-on-four or five-on-five because the other guys hadn't arrived yet in the Soviet Union. So game number one in the first city that we played went down to the wire, and we wind up winning by two or three points, the, the Hawks team. We traveled to the next city, a couple days in between, and now we play game number two. Tie score at the end of the game. We go to overtime. We beat them in overtime. I think it was John Battle made a huge shot in the overtime to help us win game number two. Those guys get their hats and they're out of there, okay? And here come the replacement troops. The replacement troops kind of came in and said, Ah, we won two out of three. That's the series. We're good. But we had one more game to play in the biggest building with the biggest crowd, and it was the only game that our owner decided to put on TV back in the United States. Oh, boy. So it was on TBS back in the United States, game number three. And they were so humiliated, the Soviet team, that they had lost two games to our partial squad. And that roommates. They, went out and and roommates. <laughs> they tried to beat us by 100 points, Jeff. I, we lost. I don't even remember how bad the loss was. 
but it just seemed like they kept running it up, running it up. A little bit humiliating that that's what all people were seeing back in the United States. But as our guys said, my, relax. We won two out of three. We won the series. <laughs> yeah, we didn't win the TV game, though. You, I, I'm going to spring this one on you because you told me some time ago, you were, we were talking about this trip, and you said the food wasn't good, and you took it upon yourself to do a little cooking on that trip. Do you remember that? It's exactly right. We had we gotten to Moscow for that last game, and we were going to be in Moscow for, I think, three days. And it was just the food was tough at points, you know, for the guys to take. So I had called back uh, to New York. I talked to the league office and said, is there any way we can send some food over on a flight so that we can cook it, whatever? They send a plane load of everything I had asked for. Things that we couldn't get, you know, over there, we went out to buy on the black market. Like if you wanted <laughs> oil and vinegar, if you wanted vinegar for the salad, <laughs> on the black market and pay for it to get vinegar. Oh, my God. The hotel we were staying in, they introduced me to the chefs. There were three master chefs in the, the big kitchen of this hotel. And they basically said to me, these three gentlemen, with their help, are at your disposal to do whatever you want them to do. So we set out, and I, I think we kept the menu um, very simple. Now, a lot of the dignitaries had come over. Oh. You know, Commissioner Stern at that time, David Stern had come over with his wife, and they wanted to see this third game. We had 125 people at the dinner that night. <laughs> we wound up making salad. We wound up making spaghetti. And we wound up making chicken breasts. And that oh. was our meal that we had for the team and the rest of the guest visitors that attended. <laughs> oh, did you? And I was in the kitchen. And I had a lot of other people that were with us in the kitchen helping did you out. Cook, did you cook or did you just work a straight? Who's going to make the pasta except me? Well, I, I assumed it had to be you. You know, you, you grew, grew up working in your folks' diner, right? So you you had no choice. Listen, uh, if you wanted to have sauce done to put on top of the pasta, if you didn't want brown gravy, you better do it yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and, and Mike, it, as much of a, of a hell ride as that trip was for you and your team, let's be honest, it kind of started an international thing that, or at the very least, accelerated international basketball and, and infiltration of, of international players into the NBA, which has turned out to be a great thing for everybody. And, and I think you and the Hawks played a, a real instrumental role in that. I, I really feel that way, that that group of people that went over and, and put the days in and put the time and effort in to make that happen uh, from Ted's standpoint where – he thought of the whole thing and said, you know, let's go do it and uh, got us all buy in. And we went over there and I will never forget the last night. The Soviet team came to the hotel that we were staying in and there was an area in there that the players could all hang out and see each other. And and remember, Sharunas Marshallonas, the great yeah. guard who played over on the play for Golden State. Yeah. He was a free agent. So he never went into the NBA draft because he was a year older. So 
we, meaning the Hawks and Golden State, were like head-to-head trying to recruit him and try to sign him as a free agent. Meanwhile, we, the Hawks, drafted uh, Sasha Volkov, and he wound up playing for the Atlanta Hawks for three years. So that group, and there was another person that we drafted even before Sasha, and that was Arvidas Sabonis, the great center. We drafted him in the fourth round. Nobody knew about him. And everybody went, who is this guy, Arvidas Sabonis, seven foot three from Soviet Union that Atlanta drafted? He was one of the greatest centers in the world at that time, if not the best at that time when he was young. But because of what he was making there, endorsements, and he had an ankle that wasn't really good and could not speak a word of English, he was nervous to come over. So Mm. he refused to come over. And at that time, if you drafted somebody and they did not come that year, he went back into the draft the next season. So Arvidas went back in and Portland took him with their first round pick the next year. Six years later, he joined the Portland Trailblazers. They had surgery for his ankle and he gave them probably four or five terrific seasons at the end of his career. If we would have seen him when he was young, he was incredible, that guy. But the story I wanted to tell is those players all came from the Soviet Union to our hotel after the game that night. Yeah, they asked me if I would come with them into a, a private room, and they that handed sounds, me. That brown... sounds scary, Mike. That yeah, one sounds yeah. scary. They handed me a brown bag, and they said, "This is from us. We wanted to give it to you." And it was a bag full of rubles. Does that sound right? Okay. The, the monetary system that they used at that time. They give me this bag of rubles of money. And, the, and all the players had chipped in, wow. put it in there to say thank you for coming over, for playing, for giving the exposure for what we had done. And I looked at them and I said, look, I'm flattered. I'm thankful. I would divide this up amongst my players, but there's nowhere for us to use this. Where are we <laughs> going to use it? It would be Not in Atlanta. No. And it would be wasting your hard-earned money. So I want you to take it back and divide it amongst all your children, your wives, girlfriends, whatever you want to do and say, thank you for giving us a great, great experience in our life and letting us be part of this. And that was the last night we spent together over there. I've heard parts of that story before. Thank you for sharing the full story. And if anybody wants to read a little bit more about it, I, I had looked it up to find out some other things, Mike. I'm sure you remember Jeremy Wu from Sports Illustrated wrote a terrific piece on it just about five years ago and talked to you in that. So there's some more detail and some other things in that, that if anybody wants more, go go take a look at that and, and you'll find it. Well done, sir. We'll do Thanks. another one coming up. It's Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. Thanks for listening, everybody.